Welcome back to the Blindsiders. I'm Ben. I'm joined here by Dylan and Brian, and we are here to talk about episode four of Survivor 42. Uh, this was a, a kind of a return to normalcy, I would say, from uh, from last week's uh, very interestingly edited episode. Uh, it's kind of a pretty straightforward uh, uh, episode for the most part. Uh, no weird, crazy twists, which uh, I'm a fan of. Uh, we had a Standard reward challenge, standard immunity challenge, normal tribal council for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was good. I mean, um, the less time we can spend on Shipwheel Island, the better. I think we all agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it goes back to what we talked about last week. Uh, it does feel like season 41 was a test run. Mm-hmm. So that season 42 can be paced a little bit better. And it's, it's really showing, like, that they did take stuff from 41 and be like, what worked, what didn't, let's adjust it. And I think this season's a lot better for that. I don't know if you agree, Dylan. Yeah, I, I think it was a it was more a more uh, tame episode, but I don't think it was a necessarily boring episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we just um, kind of mellowed out, especially after the Tribal Council we had last week. Um, I, I It's nice to see Jonathan continue to just dominate everything. Um, I think that that I thought that was really cool to see because I think his mm-hmm. his lore is just continuing to build. But mm-hmm. still overall, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's um, it wasn't bad, which is nice. There was nothing that I mean, there was a few things players did that I rolled my eyes at, but there was nothing that like the show did that I rolled my eyes at. So mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. take that as I still take that as a positive, and um, I'm still this cast has me hooked overall. So I can I can deal with a nice little tame week because I just I feel like either next week or the week after is just going to pop off again. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess so we can go through here. So we start off. Uh, we have this Taku, right? Yep, the orange. Okay. Yeah, the Taku tribe coming back from uh, tribal council. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. The, the green tribe. Uh, I don't know what their name. Yeah, I can't remember what their one is. Uh, it's Taku, Ika, and is it Uvu? I think it's Uvu. Or was it Uvu last year? We'll go with Uvu. They're Uvu yeah. now. <laughs> well, regardless, that tribe uh, uh, comes back from Vati is the name Vati. Vati, yes. Uh, All right. Vati comes back from tribal council, and uh, you know Daniel just like continuing to you know down this downward trend is like uh, I don't want to talk about what just happened uh, tonight, <laughs> which is very bad uh, because you're definitely what you do with what he did. You have to be immediately jumping into uh some kind of you know uh, defense mode right mm-hmm. at least to a degree you have to you have to start going hard on the pr and if if you're not going to do it other people are going to do it right mm-hmm. this is not like you know kindergarten survivor it's not like oh we're all gonna pretend like survivor is off for the night because we're all Hired, you know, mm. if if you leave an opening, somebody else is gonna take it. So, so I love, I love, I love that shit. Tell basically, like, well, okay, you don't have to talk about it, but I'm gonna talk about it. Exactly, dude, you threw me underneath the bus. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad we got that right away, and I'm glad that that this isn't a tribe full of like idiots. Of like, oh, maybe everybody immediately was like, Daniel was a snake, and we all know mm-hmm. it. Um, so that that was nice to see. Yeah, I thought uh, hi gave Daniel. Maybe even too much credit. He's like, oh, Daniel's a lawyer. He can, he can talk circles around us. Like, can he though? Because I don't get that vibe. I don't. Well, he did. 
He did then follow it up with, though, that, uh, saying that uh, Daniel has no backbone and he folded mm. immediately, which is 100% true. Yeah. So. Uh, I think it was it was interesting to see to see Mike, too, because I think I think that this clearly is going to blow up that whole the idol thing with Mike. Um, I was a little surprised to not see him uh, say the word uh, later in the show, but uh, I, I think that this blows that up, too. So that makes things a little more interesting there. I thought it it was a type of thing where if they if they if they made tribe tonight he was gone without a doubt in my eyes mm-hmm. yeah, I think I think it's that that fractured if if he somehow manages to make a merge good for him because that's pretty that's that's exactly what he needs but I think the next tribal is he's he's done I think I think it was that bad of a showing and tonight it's nice to see that it was that bad for them not just the mm-hmm. viewer too yeah yeah I would agree yeah. uh, one very interesting thing that uh, I saw on Twitter last week after we recorded, though, was they had, like, the screenshot of the rules. And the season before, I believe the idol did not, like, if you made the merge without it being activated, it was dead. The rules for this season say that if you make the merge, the idol is active now, and, like, you don't have the vote penalty anymore. That's, like, a very interesting kind of wrinkle in all this where, like, you know, Marianne's like complaining, like, oh, I, nobody is saying their thing, and mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter. You can just hold it and get to the merge if you feel like your tribe can win out, uh, which, like, I mean, for Marianne, Mike, maybe not so much, but uh, Marianne, she seems in a good spot with Jonathan to just kind of coast into the merge with an idol. Maybe. Um, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sold 100 percent on that. Um, but that makes me. Like, that makes me want to look at the rules myself. Then, because does that mean that what Mike is doing is actually just like 100 percent correct? Because as long as you don't super need your vote, right? You can potentially. Well, it, it's it's not as big. Uh, uh, thing for mike because this whole tribe knows he has an idol now but yeah right um but in theory you could tell nobody uh, and just never say your phrase and then coast to the merge uh with your social skills and then have this idol and have all of the other people who have the idol expose themselves mm-hmm. and so it just seems very odd well, you're making the mistake of thinking that people in this season would keep any sort of secret to themselves because everyone in the season has the biggest mouth ever. So I think that maybe maybe production knew that and they're like, wow, these people can't shut up. Like, yeah. uh, Impossible I, I, challenge. Keep something was, to yourself. I will say to, to piggyback off Ben, I didn't realize that that was that was how that worked either. The season was that they that they basically have infinite amount of time to to get there i'm not calling you uh, an absolute liar brian but i'm not saying that you're telling the truth either so i only i only saw because um evie from last season tweeted like this is not how it worked on our season Mm -hmm. uh the idol was gonna be dead at the merge so that's i was like oh that that is very interesting i actually i mean i also i i I know i don't know if i realized that last year too i mean it makes total sense for the way it works but i don't know if i realized that last year either so and I think yeah. that kind of adds to what Daniel was talking about last episode where he was like, oh, you got to read the fine print. Like, this doesn't work how I thought it did. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was more like I also rewatched the episode 
to get more of a feel for that. But uh, yeah, very interesting. I mean, we'll see if the blue tribe ever finds their idol, of course. Well, we know that we we know that they do. I don't understand it. There has so there has to be there has to be, and obviously I'm referencing the fact that it showed Tori in the 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 trailer for the season, like like the opener for the season, the yeah. first episode that she finds one of those idols. Mm-hmm. So either either it has to be one giant like deep fake, like we've said already, that it's not actually her finding mm-hmm. what we think she's finding, mm-hmm. or that they just like they slipped up because. Like I said in our group chat, I knew she was not going home tonight, and it really just sucks the air out of those tribals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I but I and then when 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 we'll get we'll we'll talk about the tribal after, but it's just I don't. I, there has to be some other twist going on with, with that with Tori, with her mm-hmm. finding it for them to throw it out there. At least I hope so for a viewer's perspective, because if not, we're gonna be sitting here each episode waiting with like Tori's not going home tonight. Tori's not going home tonight, unless they do some sort of switcheroo like they did last season. Um, where they show it after the fact that someone found mm-hmm. it and like she just ends up botching and misplaying it. I, that was like my, the only mm-hmm. thing that went through my mind tonight. Yeah, but indeed, that's not what happened. Get voted off and then whoever. Um, hey, I mean, I'm 50-50 on it because one, I want to believe they wouldn't do that. But two, this is the same show that for like 20-something seasons had intro where it would show like challenges from episodes in the future in the opening credits to where you'd be like, huh, Pretty sure that person's not getting voted off because they're nope. in a challenge in the intro that has not aired yet. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil this specific season uh, because I don't know if you've seen it or not, Dylan. But there is a season in the past where there was a rock draw that the show spoiled in promo and commercials leading up to that episode that there was going to be a rock draw. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it's not the, that's not the first time. It wouldn't be the first time that Survivor has just like blatantly spoiled something uh, so pivotal to the point where mm-hmm. it just kind of like sucks some of the fun out of certain storytelling aspects. So, yeah, and that same season also showed someone who came back into the game in a promo before the episode where they came back in. So, they, did, they did that. I've done that multiple times. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. we'll see of- what happens. Speaking of intros, though, like, are we ever, are we ever going to get? And I don't, I don't know how far back no. this is. Are we ever going to get our old intro ever again? No. I feel like we, I feel like we got. Did we get? Did we get at least one episode last year? I think the first episode uh, we got. A... I don't, I don't know. I just know that the guy who does it, uh, who did it in the past, like the iconic intro, he's not employed by the show anymore. So, so Tim Duncan's brother, isn't that like crazy? Does he have like the rights to the intro? <laughs> no no I, I like he's the one who would film just like his whole job was just to film shots for the intro and like create the intro because we still get some of it's not as it's not as uh, nice as Tim Duncan brother Tim Duncan mm-hmm. brothers uh, uh, intros but like we get some of those slow-mo shots of like the water splashing and them mm-hmm. looking very like disheveled um, right. it, it bothers me man the intro is like iconic I don't understand it, how you it really that. is I don't, I don't, I don't get that. They also I, fired the guy who does like the original music for the show. Like, so they, like before they would have like each season would have the ancient voices with a twist based on the location, but then the, just cost cutting measures to keep the show on. Same reason we're in Fiji forever. Do you, do, do you think that they, not to just start completely derailing on the, on the, the no, behind scenes stuff, but um, do you think that now, because I know that I know that they were set in Fiji for a while. Do you think they just continue to stay in Fiji? Because I know they set up like 
the village and all that there mm-hmm. to stay in. But I'm curious. If, I'm curious, and I think we may have talked about this before, whether on camera or off. But I'm curious if you think that they'll continue to stay in Fiji or shake it up. I think unless like. The only thing I could see is maybe, and this is, like, unlikely considering they didn't do an American season during COVID. Like, the only thing I could see is if they want to save, like, a a little bit more money, they move it to someplace in the United States. Otherwise, I think Fiji has a, like, really good deal uh, in place for Survivor to keep coming back. Have they they never done, like, Hawaii? They've never done Hawaii. Mm. I think, um... Was, was Samoa Samoa was filmed in Samoa proper and American Samoa, right? I, I don't think there's ever been a season that's filmed in the U.S. Yeah, or like in a U.S. territory like that. Taxes, am I right? They could have had a, they could have had a season during COVID. They could have had Survivor Wild West, but it's not to be. I um, mean, yeah. I was gonna say I will say props to them still for coming back last year though, even though it was the, the debacle of the mm. season and. Like compared to some other shows, like uh, like actual television shows, like something like Barry or, or like uh, Atlanta, which just came back from a four year stint. That was rude. <laughs> Barry's like, coming back next month. So in Barry, it's been two years, uh-huh. right? So it's it's it is uh it's it's nice to it was nice to survive to figure it out. I will say that mm-hmm. we're done. It's, we're, HBO, it's an HBO show. We're HBO done. We're done praising Survivor. We're done praising Jeff and the production team. Back to back <laughs> to shitting on him. No, look, I look, I love Barry. Barry's like a massively underrated show. It's oh my HBO god, show. it's an Wait. HBO show. And this is where we announced that Ben and I are doing a Barry spinoff podcast. <laughs> I, I would totally do it. I, 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 I yeah. love Barry. It blew me away. Um, I watched it like I watched all of season one and season two. Not to just derail this to Barry talk. Um, uh, in the day, the night before, and the day of leading up to the season two finale. And so it was like a very chaotic, like uh, like thirty six hours for me. I've been a, I've been a Barry fan since very early. I think I started watching it like right when it started coming out. Like I watched it from like episode one. So I've been it's, on that. Yeah. It's a great show. Yeah. Um, Anyways, Survivor. Yeah, watch Barry. I, I have to catch up on Atlanta. Watch Atlanta too. Atlanta's also phenomenal. A very insane start to the season. But yes, I've heard. I've heard. Yeah, back on back on to the people on the island. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah, no, I, so, uh, where are we here? So, I guess we can go right into Jonathan just uh, dominating, being being everything Jeff ever wanted in a Survivor contestant. <laughs> yeah, it's not even, it wasn't even like a strength challenge either. It was like a teamwork challenge, and he was like, yeah. oh, teamwork, I can do that all myself. <laughs> That's what, I don't, I don't understand the, the, like, it wasn't necessarily shit Dre was talking, but like the frustrations that they had that Jonathan essentially carried their team. Like, yeah, he's, he's an amazing player and, and like the team works together, which is the exact opposite of what these other two teams are doing. Given he's like, he's essentially two people, two athletes combined into one on a team, but still like, I, I don't get like the saltiness there other than obviously the frustration of losing, mm-hmm. but like, it's so impressive what they're doing. And I, uh, I... I was about to say I'm, I, I give like I give probably about like eighty percent of the credit to to Jonathan, but like that team itself still works together very well, and it seems mm-hmm. like maybe they're potentially throwing it away uh, later on between this this episode and the next episode. But um, uh, I'm all aboard that. I, I think that Jonathan has maybe a zero percent chance of winning this season, but I, I think that he's my go-to guy now. The roof because I think he's playing a great game. He's a he's a physical just 
perfect specimen. He's just dominating everything. And he's he's humble. He unites his team. He recognizes that it's a team effort. I, I think that tough not to root for him here, in my opinion. But I also think zero percent chance of winning because he's that he's that dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I can see the frustration, especially from the woman in the game, being like, "Why did production put this one guy on this tribe and uh-huh. not like, you know, we've seen in other seasons? I, I think." Fans versus favorites, right? You have James, who before Jonathan, probably like the standard in terms of physically strong men. Uh-huh. Um, and then they tried to put like someone who was similarly, you know, strong with Joel. And I think, you know, he was commensurate in terms of strength. Um, but they did not do that at all in this season. And it, it, it probably feels a little unfair and if I was like, if I was like one of the guys on the tribe, being like, "Am I supposed to be the analog, like the equivalent for my yeah. tribe to you're, that dude?" Mike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's tough. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, I think it's, I think it's fine, especially. I think it it wouldn't be fine if that tribe also didn't lose somebody on day one mm-hmm. for like you know a bullshit reason that was outside of the their other five of their controls mm-hmm. so like they basically like started at a one person uh disadvantage uh like right off the bat so mm-hmm. i i think it's an i think it's a fair trade-off to be like oh you you start with one less player but you have you know one of the greatest uh physical athletes in the history of the show on your tribe I think it's all we, we uh, you guys mentioned it last week too um, that traditionally once we get to emerge it becomes more finesse than strength so and, and we've seen women excel in those challenges as well so yeah. uh, that's a good point I actually didn't think about is that the, the women's side of like there's no there's like no fucking way we can compete with this monstrosity of a human just tearing through this like the the challenge after this is just un- unbelievable. The things he does, he's pulling people behind him, including one of the other swimmers. We'll get to it. Um, but yes, I, 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 that is a good point that it, it for w- the women, particularly it's frustrating, but also I still thought that like Mike, a firefighter, I thought I, I, I would expect a little more out of him. Honestly, uh, rocks. He's also like 60 though. That's like, he's, the issue. he's not 60. He's still, you know, I mean, we're, we're pushing 30. If, if, if he's only got to be maybe, you know, maybe like 15 years old than us. I don't, I don't think that he's pushing 60. I was expecting I a little more know. out of him physically. Um, same thing with rocks. I think rocks Roy in that department, the fact that he sat out that challenge, very, very disappointing. And then the fact that he sat in the boat later on, very, very disappointing from it, from a person that picked rocks Roy. Um, he's I think 58. he's 58. 58. Yeah. It's not 60. I mean, he, looks, he looks great. Man. Obviously he <laughs> looks better than I fucking look at 29. So like, I was to say, uh... yes. <laughs> um, I, but yes. So I guess in the dial back, I, I can see her frustrations because I think that a lot of the males on, on these two teams are very much underperforming the males that you would expect the most from. Nobody's going to compete with Jonathan. So I guess that's no secret, but yeah. Um, yeah, I can throw it out there now. I'm fully expecting to have to eat a ghost pepper uh, any, sometime soon. <laughs> so. I mean, in fairness to the rocks, Roy, I would also be like, look, Romeo, Zach, love them, but that's not fair to uh-huh. put like that, you know, the two thinnest guys 
as the only other men on my tribe. That's kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what else. We, what else is there to say? Uh, they did. They have technically lost, right? They've lost mm-hmm. before. There, it is possible for them to lose if there's like certain uh, skill sets involved in the challenge that they uh, like aren't going to be able to uh, accomplish. But it seems like Omar and uh, Marianne are very good at puzzles, as we see in the immunity challenge as well. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, something as simple as just like simple layups into a basket is not a significant enough skill gap to like change yeah. the weather. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to really need to I- involve some kind of much more heavy, uh, you know, hand eye coordination skill, something like that to really kind of narrow the gap here, I think. I think we've seen, too, though. I think we've seen that that these ones that have gone from, like, uh, endurance to strength to puzzle, we've seen almost all of them come down to the wire on the puzzle, given Uh this one. I think editing-wise, much more of a blow than what we saw. Um, But a merge is coming soon. I I guess in the terms of, like, discussing Jonathan, it's, I think his his kryptonite is that he's too good you know what i mean it's that he's 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 eventually gonna be too much of a physical threat and that he's just gonna be gone i i like i'm i'm starting to get worried that maybe it's gonna be pre pre-merged too potentially um because they see that the these other tribes just don't have it together i don't know i don't know about that i think that i think merge is probably in two weeks i think there's probably one more pre-merge episode next week and then the merge is the week after so uh, he, they really only have to win one more challenge for him to survive to emerge. So I, I think it's, I think he's probably just locked in there. My biggest concern for him is obviously 100% of the merge. I think he's uh, probably going to be the number one target the first trial council he goes to that he's not immune. Uh, yeah. Even if he has like a good social backing behind him. So. I was gonna say that that's really gonna test the, his uh, his relationship with, like Omar and Marion. I'm not, I'm not confident in that after well, this week. As we can talk about, the actual interesting part of between these two challenges, because of how much of a blowout they both were, uh, was Jonathan, uh, at the end of the challenge, pointing out, uh, after a conversation with Jeff, that he considers that four to be extremely close and strong and tight-knit, um, which is is nice and sweet and all, but I definitely sympathized with the rest of his tribe uh not being super happy about that. And even in the moment, you could see on Marianne's face that she was very upset that he was saying this. Because uh, this is like, uh, you know, I, I do know that uh, the Dylan scene, uh, Kageyan, this is very uh, top five baby-esque. Uh, <laughs> it's not a very good look to be, uh, especially close to uh, a foreseen merge, to be... Uh, so uh, open about like, oh, this is the four. We're such a core four. There's no cracks at all, right? That doesn't invite people to align with you in a post situation. I mean, given there's there's no Tony this season to just start causing chaos. At least sure. not them so far. There's no Cass either to to be the additional agent of chaos. I will, Brian. I'll let you go first. I think I think my thoughts on this are a little more stronger. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like. It's tough, but it's also if like you make the merge, you just be like, oh yeah. I mean, obviously Jonathan thinks that we're close, but like, do you want to sit next to Jonathan at the end? No, I don't either. So I'm not like tied to the hip with him. I like, I he's a great shield. 
Um, and uh, like, he just has no shot at sniffing the end. I mean, I think it's going to be tough for him to, like you said, Ben, get past his first tribal council without immunity, let alone, you know, get all the way down to the end. Excuse me, I got a chair in my mouth. Um, I, I mean, if he does win, it's good. I think we're looking at maybe one of the greatest seasons ever. If he somehow somehow pulls that off, essentially in a row. Yeah, immunity out. Yeah, that or he or he pulls like a Tony level deception out of nowhere for his character to just start playing everyone against each other, which I don't think happens. So stay yeah. tuned, but. I don't know what I don't know what else you want him to say here. You want him to say that he's he's the the most physically dominant person that ever played this game, and he's just a rock star. Do you want him yeah. to say that 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 no, this tribe hates each other? Do you want him to say that uh, you know I get along with Omar, but I don't really like Marianne and 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 the other girl whose name I always forget. Um, Lindsay. 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 That's okay. I forgot her name last week. Um, like I I don't know what else you want him to say here. So I, I think that this is I think that to get conspiracy meta i think this was just like a product of trying to create some sort of divide with the tribe but the preview next week made me a little bit nervous that the, the lead some some credence to what went on here so with that knowledge i'm going to say i think that's stupid for you to be mad about that because i think without him that this tribe would be in a much different place than they are now clearly so I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what they want from him in that situation. Like other than say like, yeah, I'm the best player. This team sucks. Like, sorry. So I think, I think that shows that I think hopefully he has a likable social game going forward with the, with the people that he'll merge with. But even then he's just, he's too dangerous. I don't I don't know what they want from him. That, that, I guess that's my argument. I don't know what they want from him. I think that it's just that, he could have hedged that a little bit, right? Like, he he very much went all in on, like, the... We're, like, a, a four. We're, like, a family. We're very tight. We're very strong. Like, he just say, you know, yeah, you know, I, I feel like I've uh, I've done a good job of, uh, of leading us through these challenges, and we work well as a team. Like, something just as simple as that, right? That's something that everybody can outwardly see, and it doesn't really speak towards any kind of deeper social or strategic bonds, uh, which is what I think... Uh, comes across based off of the way that he worded uh, some of his answers and some of his uh, his statements there, uh, where like you can you can be a successful tribe in challenges, uh, like you can just show up every time in challenges and still be like a dysfunctional tribe socially and strategically. So like leaving that kind of idea open in people's minds that like oh yeah they're like dominating in challenges because of Jonathan. Uh, but they are there's still cracks here. Like this isn't like a solid group. It's just like they're winning because of one guy. Uh, like I think that's a much safer, uh, you know, aura to give off to the other tribes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Um, I guess we can uh, so we can move on to uh, the the tribe that isn't going to end up going to uh, to tribal council that we haven't really touched upon uh, yet. Uh, which is uh, this one is Taku, right? Taku's the Iron Strap. Yeah, um, because we're just talking about. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and you know, as Dylan uh, said, uh, Omar and Marianne not super happy about this, and uh, that it seems like this is going to bond them together potentially against uh, Jonathan in the future. 
So, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to, it's very hard to say, like, I mean, there was, it, it was great for the trailer for this episode to mm-hmm. have them talking about that, but Omar was very quick to be like, but, you know, I still love Jonathan yeah. and appreciate everything he's doing for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I've, I said my we just, I've said my yeah, piece. We, we go quickly, I guess, into the immunity challenge, right? Uh, mm-hmm. There's nothing really else here, uh, so... Do we do we do we get any screen time with uh, the the eventual tribal? Uh, uh, um, oh yeah, we do the. I think the the initial Swati Tori conversation does that happen before tribal? I or does that happen think, after tribal? I think I think that's when this happens. Okay. Now, not to like. I guess it really doesn't matter. Cause yeah, I mean the storyline all kinds of like flows uh, pretty naturally regardless. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess. Swati's gonna end up being the boot this episode. Uh, where do you think? Where do you guys think she like lost the game? Right. Uh, that's kind of where I would say because like this this conversation feels like it's being set up as like the first domino in a line of how she lost the game. Um, but I think it's probably a little bit of an over simplification. Uh, so I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are on that conversation. Tori. I think she. I think she lost at trusting Tori. Because um, I, I I do think that in the end Tori's blunder is what got her. Is what got harassed. Um, Tori, Tori, for no reason, mentioning to Roxroy about um, about uh, Drea's uh, advantage and extra vote. Um, so I think I think I think it's it was kind of in the end it was a domino effect of as we saw later on um, her telling everybody that they're her number one. I mean mm-hmm. I think that she she just didn't think that out and I think I like I'm not I'm not upset she I'm not upset with the results because I, I do think that now that we see that. I think that she did end up playing like too chaotic of a game, trusting too many people in the end where she tried to make it seem like she was taking, uh, you know, she was taking control of her own destiny where in fact she was just planting seeds with everybody else there and just not watering the seeds. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think the end, the end of her in the end was wanting to go with Tori and then Tori just being, uh, having a huge mouth and just telling Roxbury way too much. Um, once again, Nobody who even has a whiff of an advantage or an immunity idol or anything on this season can keep their mouth shut. And I think it's crazy. I like I'm I'm so curious and it goes into the whole thing with Tori finding finding the immunity idol too, is that I'm so curious of what the twist will be there. Because it's not just gonna be casual, she finds it and that's it, and then she announces it. You know something else is gonna have to give, especially with the way the game she's played. But my my answer is that is that I think her trusting Tori, who essentially has been has been fighting uphill since day one, I think was just was was too much. And even though, like, I think also the rest of her tribe is is just not in that great of a place. I think if anybody needed a merge, I think it was probably Swathi, and just she wasn't she wasn't going to be able to get there. So that that, that in my eyes, that, that that's what happened. Yeah, I think um, you know shades of of Aubrey and um, Edge of Extinction. When you say the same thing to a lot of people and then they compare notes it, just, it looks so bad yep. and it's like and especially like you're my number one like she didn't have to say that she could have just been like you know i really trust you like i, I want to work with you like you got you got me you know yeah, i like, have your back yeah. yeah i have your back i hope you have my like she didn't have to be like you're my number one that's a very like specific thing it, it, she said it to three people out of uh four potential people to say it to so not a good look 
And then it was just easy for Tori to then take that and spin the narrative of her, you know, causing all the dissent within the tribe. Yeah, I mean, we have to see. I don't even think Tori did that much, to be frank. I think <laughs> I think Tori kind of got lucky. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. She went like Swati kind of played herself out of the game. Um, yeah, um, yeah. No, it's very. I, I would call it very like naive gameplay. Like mm-hmm. it's very kind of like level yeah. one thought of like, oh, how do I gain friends and allies on Survivor? Oh, I go up to them. You know, we have our a one on one conversation. I tell them that I trust them and that they're my number one. Yeah, that's very like easy to understand. Just like you know, level one gameplay, and then you're like, okay, so how do I gain a bunch of allies? Oh, I just do that over and over again. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, that's you're kind of cashing. You're trying to you're writing a lot of checks that you really can't cash here, and you're not really doing it in a in a methodical way, from what I can tell. So mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think we all, in the end, yeah, in the end, in the end, it was her own fault. Like I'm not like I'm not saying that in the end because she trusts Tori. Tori's on that brought her down. I, I just think that it was mm-hmm. her own fault in the end that she made that mistake. But like like you said, it's young. She's 20 years old. I think it's just just not just not smart gameplay. Yeah, I mean we've talked about it on this podcast before. It's very tough to be like at a very different age from everyone whether that's older or younger um and 20 20 is young i know like some of the people watching this because i know when i was younger and would listen to podcasts and be like 20 isn't that young it's like now it is it yeah, mm-hmm. it, yeah. And people will perceive you differently if you're 20 years old think about how like fucking stupid you were when you were 20 oh yeah so like props think about to how stupid i, I, I was really... yesterday let alone when i was 20 <laughs> I was about to say, I didn't, even realize, I didn't even realize Swathi was 20, so props right. to her, but that's still very, very, very young, so understandable. Yeah, no, I, I think that the only other, I think Marianne is the other person on the, the season still left who's uh, quite young as well. I think she's also in the 20 range. I don't know exactly if she's 20, but I think she's in that vicinity. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, there's a reason that a 20-year-old has never won Survivor, right? 21 is the the lowest we've ever hit. Yeah, uh, that was a once in a lifetime series well, no, of events. Two two twenty one year olds have won Survivor twice in a lifetime. Yes, um, but um, yeah, it's it's hard. I think that we we talk about like the sweet spot on Survivor of like mm. late twenties, early thirties is generally uh, where you're like the most likely to do well. Uh, I would say personally like 23 24 is kind of the cutoff for me as mm-hmm. far as like like just enough life experience to be able to get by uh in like most circumstances uh there's definitely been like you know uh outliers or like examples of people like i would say um is it michael in ghost island mm-hmm. uh i think is a, is a good example of you know he was 18 at the time he lied about his age uh but he was also somebody who came off as like older than 18 like he came off as probably mm-hmm. somebody who was 23 24 yeah uh, so he was able to get away with it um but yeah it's hard uh, when you're you know and, and we see at the tribal council as well that she you know that roxroy kind of treats her like a, a child a little yeah. bit and she sees that as a positive which i i disagree i think that's not something that you should see as a positive uh, mm-hmm. even if he's complimenting you uh and she talked about how 
she wasn't you know necessarily comfortable in like uh that kind of a you know high intensity social situation mm-hmm. um so yeah i don't know it's it's tricky uh i think from a strategic perspective though the issue with her plan and her strategy with trying to talk to tori is less so in my opinion trusting tori and more so expecting tori to be the one to be effective at executing the strategy right mm-hmm because she's basically like okay i want to take out drea i want the three to be me tori and roxroy and tori's like okay i don't really like roxroy and so at that point you should be like okay i'll talk to roxroy about this then right yeah i'll handle this conversation i'll be like the bridge in this alliance between you and roxroy instead she doesn't do anything and she lets tori be the one to go and approach Roxbury about this first, right? And get, mm. you know, ahead of her uh, on this. And as Dylan said, Tori handled it really poorly. <laughs> so, like, yeah, like, obviously, like, we, we could look at who's playing worse in this episode between Tori and Swati, but, like, Swati allowed her game to be in Tori's hands in a way that didn't need to happen, even if mm-hmm. she wanted to execute this strategy. Yeah. Um, I, I want to give a shout out to Drea. Um, I feel like a lot of players are like, oh, it's really hard for me to choose between these two people because I like them. Mm-hmm. But in this episode, she was like, I kind of wish I could vote both of them off, um, which I just loved so much yeah. that she was just like, I don't like either of these people very much. So the decision to vote one of them off isn't hard because I want to keep it. It's because I wish I could get rid of both of them. Mm-hmm. So she might be my favorite player at the moment. Just because that is such a f- funny thing to say in Survivor. And we need villains, man. I, I'm always uh, for whoever is a villain, and she seems very ready to embrace that role. I, I, I think that all, all, everyone on that, on that tribe, other than Romeo, seems like they could potentially be embracing the villain role. Um, mm. I also think that you can see Roxbury becoming almost like the annoying player like the annoying <laughs> tribe is made um unfortunately he is getting pitched which i didn't expect because they promoted the season with him mm-hmm. i thought he was going to be a you know beloved like older guy character not a everyone is just very annoyed with Roxroy at all times yeah but, i mean you don't you don't want to be compared to like a uh like a toxic narcissistic boyfriend that's usually not a not a good look it's not good. I, w- I wonder, and I've never been sold on it, but I wonder why they never went to Romeo because I've never been sold on the fact that he's that he's that 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 connected with the Roxroy and Drea. I mean, I think we we see we see some allegiance from him here with Drea whenever whenever the bomb is dropped that that it's revealed that her advantage. But I I, I was never sold up until that 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 her and that him and Drea were were that lock solid. Um, so I wonder, I wonder why not going to him, especially if Tori did not like Roxroy. Like, I wonder why that was never an option. Cause I feel like that that was not something that we like, we would know as viewers. Hmm. Yeah, it's hard. I, I'm confused with that as well. It did kind of seem like it came out of nowhere a little bit, uh, in terms of like the narrative. Um, maybe it's just that it really isn't super easy to convey. Cause I don't think that Roxroy sees it this way. And like obviously, Roxroy seemingly blindsided during the tribal council and left out of the vote, mm-hmm. um, unless that was some planned split or something. But it didn't seem like it. Um, mm-hmm. And so, it it feels like Roxroy 
especially with his reaction to how Tori approached him, sees himself as some kind of duo with at least one of Romeo or Andrea, I would presume. Uh, otherwise, it doesn't really make sense for him to, uh, to stick with them uh, unless he just sees them as a better pair to work with than Tori and Swati, which I would disagree with 100%. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really, it doesn't really flow necessarily from my perspective, but oh, we'll see, I guess. Uh, we'll see, especially if they go to travel council again next week, which I think they will. <laughs> we, we also did get a mention of rain. I we want to say before, if we, before we discuss the actual challenge is that we did yeah. get a mention of rain. I want to see those nights when they're dealing with that rain. I mean, like, even if it's mm-hmm. just for 60 seconds. Like, I want to see that. That's the tribe life I do want to see and how they're dealing with that, even if it's just, like, you know, poor poor Steven, who who was, like, oh, nearly nearly medevaxed because the guy was just too cold from the rain. Like, like I want to see things like that because there's still tribe life and part of, like, living on a fucking tropical island that you're going to deal with. Like, props to them for, like we said, everything. They, they brought back some tribe life compared to last season, which is great. But I, I still want to see more. And, like, I guess necessarily I don't know where they could have cut it from this episode. Um, maybe from the stupid everything going on with Marianne and Omar like, disagreeing with uh, Jonathan saying that. But that also meta leads me to believe that maybe that leads to something a larger uh, mm. issue with that squad. But I still wish we could see those things, especially if you're cutting out the uh, the intro. Like, give me give me that 30 seconds to see them getting rained on. Yeah, I, will, I do have to say we're, we're erasing Steven's hashtag gastrointestinal distress, which is uh, <laughs> something I think about. Too often, the fact that he said hashtag that and that they did not hashtag it, which is unbelievable. Rude. I did. I did. I'll go hashtag it right now and just, just hashtag that. It should be. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. I, I mean, I... Uh, how to phrase this? I don't love seeing people suffer, but I love seeing people, you know, fight against the elements of Survivor because it is a big part of the show. You know, it's not... It's not just the game, but it's also the survivor, the survival elements of mm-hmm. Survivor. Which Especially are, in these yeah. uber intense two seasons of limited food and all that, like it should mm-hmm. have a much larger effect than what's being shown. Because we had it, we had it last season too, where there's this mention of like this this unbelievable rainstorm, and not seeing an inch of it, I, like I, I just don't understand why. Um, like every other season before that, we, we see it. So yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. It is odd. It's definitely a weird kind of uh, like cognizant cognizant dissonance or whatever, cognitive dissonance in terms of Mm -hmm. like the production's decisions here of like, oh, we're going to make sure that everyone knows that we're like starving and torturing these people this season, but we're not going to actually like make content out of that and like put it in the episode. Uh, So like we're just kind of just doing it for no reason. And then to have Jeff mention it, I guess that's the other thing. I was like, if yeah, you know, we would never know, and there'd yeah. be no point. But he mentions it for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the weather is like a character in itself on some seasons. You know, mm-hmm. like we talked about Samoa earlier. Samoa, like a lot of the storytelling of that season is just how shitty the weather is and how like it's wearing all these players down. So I guess I mean, maybe in the it's first... not wearing them down as much. The first four, like two episodes of, of Gen X Y Z that whole season was about the oh, rain. You got a vacuum pouring right? down on them. Yeah, it literally occupied like an entire episode. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they're doing it. It is it is a weird choice to not include it, but to tell us about it. 
it's one thing to not include it. It's another thing to not show it and then also tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like TV one hundred and one is show not tell, right? It's like mm-hmm. you know, yeah, this is the tell not show, I guess. Yeah, yeah. which you know, I guess maybe that is kind of Survivor. They they do do that, but uh, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say about this episode, Jonathan? Absolute beast. Mm-hmm. Um, should Marianne should have just gotten in that boat and enjoyed the ride. You should have. I feel like she was gonna in danger of drowning, getting run over by the boat. You know, at a certain point, because uh, Jonathan didn't need anyone's help. And it was clearly a very taxing thing because, like, I think it was Mike and uh, High, right? They were, they were the two who did it for the Green Tribe. And they literally were, like, hugging each other, like, I can't believe we did that. That was so fucking hard. And Jonathan just casually did it himself. Um, We haven't mentioned her yet, but shout out Lily Comedia. Um, mm-hmm. missing those two in a row. Mm-hmm. She's still, she's still queen stays queen. She's still mm-hmm. on the show. Missed um that that the high school musical jumping pose that her in it that I sent you guys hilarious. <laughs> so um, good. I I am rooting hard, hard, hard for Lydia Comedia to win the whole season. Mm-hmm. I know she's probably not going to, but um, shout out to her because we haven't mentioned her yet. My yeah, she's she's great representation uh, for those of us who would also probably suck at Survivor challenges. <laughs> like every time she missed that, I was like. That'd be me. Cause I know I've, that'd be me. I've always said whenever they do that challenge that I almost like I feel like ninety nine percent I'm probably gonna fuck up and miss that. And yeah. like I'm I'm not like by no means like that short or anything, but like I have I can't jump. I know I'm gonna miss that. So it was nice to finally see someone do that. Then two mm-hmm. in a row, and she still she still won. Killed it so, on the puzzle. So yeah, I don't think I would be able to recover on the puzzle. That's the bigger problem here. Like <laughs> I would be bad at the physical, and then also very bad at the puzzle. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I love the the meme that is Lydia at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's, the, the, this is literally a recovery episode for her, almost getting voted out. I don't think she said a single word the entire episode. No, no. How many confessionals has she had? She's had like three confessionals in That's, four episodes. It's that, ridiculous. My, my brother is so frustrated that I'm such a big fan of her and he can't understand. And I sometimes forget that mm. I'm so involved in like her Twitter personality that I yeah. forget that like we've seen her say maybe a total of like 10 words on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's she's a legend though. I would love to get her on the show at some point. That'd be the dream. <laughs> <laughs> they won't give you confessionals, Lydia. We'll let you talk as much as you'd like. Like, yeah, I mean, like, the person that sent the high school musical picture, her response was sobbing and shitting. She's just <laughs> she 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 uh, yeah. she's my good type of humor. I, I, mm-hmm. I love her. I love her. She's she's. I've never been invest more invested in a contestant that I know it probably has zero percent chance of winning than, than her. And if she wins, holy shit. Hey, Erica didn't say much before the merge. True. True. I mean And we know we know someone's gonna smash an hourglass. My point. god, I forgot if, about that. If it's Lydia, oh my god. The content. I mean smashing an hourglass, one for one and producing survivor winners so far, yeah. so look. I, I just can't I can't keep, like, okay. You know, we, we obviously complained a lot about Erica's uh, winner edit last season. But mm-hmm. at least, like, we got through the pre-merge with, like, a some concept of Erica's strategic positioning, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everything we know about Erica 
uh, or about uh, Lydia is filtered through high. It's basically mm-hmm. like high and high's high's plus one that we're <laughs> we're supposed to pretend is a, a separate person somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, if it <laughs> is Lydia, I would like uh, someone to have like the Doctor Strange with the eye of Agamotto, but with the hourglass. Uh, or please. Tough visual for for an audio medium such as what we're doing right now, but I just sent another one in the chat of her floating through space while she's jumping, and it's just this content that I'm here for. I think I think I think her winning Survivor this season is essentially one of us winning Survivor. It's what we deserve, quite frankly. We we need this as as a as a community. Oh man. Look, I mean, yeah. Like, kudos to her if she does. I, 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 there were points the last season where I did write off Erica, right? Uh, I was way, way, way more confident writing off Heather than I was writing off Erica uh, throughout the majority of last season. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm at, right? I'm, I'm at the, I'm kind of on the Heather trajectory with Lydia. Um, so we'll see. Like, if, if there's an Erica this season that they're under editing, I would, Say it's probably somebody like a Lindsay, mm. more likely. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, oh. we we all know the second we see Lydia's home life, it's over. A little um, a little shout out to uh, Wicked Good Show, which Brian and I are bringing back. Uh, Morbius with a whole sixteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. That is very yeah. bad. Better chance of. Uh... You know, Lydia winning Survivor or Morbius getting $100 million at the box office. I don't know. I've seen I've seen people go see dumb shit. Mm. Yeah, I you put know. the Marvel talk anything in guys. They are, like, very, like, flagrantly trying to trick people into thinking Spider-Man will be in this movie. <laughs> like, it's, it's bad. They're like, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you, you saw you saw Venom. This is Venom- Kind of, right? This is like right. Venom. It's, yeah. It's like, you know, Tom Hardy's a very likable actor, and Jared Leto is a few years away from having his cult exposed. Uh, we're all going to have to deal with that. But yeah. uh, until then, you get you love him, right? He's, he is a good actor. He just is going to have, you know, a, a big moment, I feel, in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm calling the shot right now. <laughs> I mean, look. I, I don't want to be on a list, so uh, yeah, I'll let you take that uh, take that pull up, Ryan. True. I, yeah. No comment. Mm-hmm. Oh man, so Morbius. Are we all gonna see? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the podcast. Now we I haven't seen. Movie. I haven't seen recent good Marvel movies, so. Um... <laughs> yeah, if, if anything, just watch uh, No Way Home. It's yeah, No Way Home. Good. Yeah. No Way Home was an event that I really enjoyed. I don't know if it's necessarily a good movie, but it is a great event that I've, I've watched three times now. Um, <laughs> my kids love Spider-Man. Um, I, I mean, I love it too. It's so great yeah. to see Toby and uh, Andrew back. It, uh, ben, you got me thinking. The last great Marvel movie I saw. All right. The last great Marvel movie I saw. Um... I mean, Endgame. Endgame, probably. Yeah, Endgame was great. Well, uh, home, uh, far, far From Home was, was really good. Yeah. Oh shucks! Mm-hmm. I got I got the I got the 4K disc copy of Taxi Driver in. I've never seen Taxi Driver, mm. so I will be watching that at some point yeah. soon. But I'm I'm big on my 4K, 
my 4k dvd binge and taxi driver i had to buy like a 90 dollar like columbia gift package just because it's the only way you can get the 4k Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I saw Deer Hunter for the first time. Super fucking depressing. Oh, Vietnam. Yeah. Breaking news. Vietnam. Not good. Not good for the United it's hot States. Hot take. Um, oh, but, I don't think anybody had a good time in Vietnam. Um, certainly not. No. Um. But I digress. Yes. So I. 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 That's it. John. Jonathan. Jonathan destroyed that challenge. Um. Mm-hmm. And I think editing made it appear much closer than it was. Um, but shout out to our girl, Lily Comedia, pulling up the clutch. Almost well, dropped I, it. She didn't. I do think second place was close. Yes, 100%. Yeah, yes. yes. Yeah. That, uh, th- that type of puzzle, I have heard from people who have done like similar ones in like, LRGs, is, is very tough to hard, do. Yeah. I can't even imagine I would never volunteer for something like that. But like yeah. the fact that it can fall apart is very frustrating. Yeah. I, I would and, say from my experience doing puzzles like that uh the keeping it from falling apart is more uh difficult than actually solving the puzzle in my opinion Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then you're gonna like put the fins in on this one oh my god for some reason (laughs) for some reason yeah but but at the same time props to jonathan and that tribe because even without the lead they still beasted that puzzle and that's not that's not Jonathan. That that was yeah. that was Marianne and Omar. So shout out to them because I like I just think I think that's far and away the best tribe. Even Jonathan's plays a big part, but I think that's the most cohesive tribe, and it's mm-hmm. so I think yeah. the other tribes are kind of are, are a mess. And it definitely like there's got to be a lot of like less pressure when you have like a 25 minute lead to do the puzzle. <laughs> like all right, let yes, me that's very true. Like let me feel this one out. Let me see what we're working with. Okay, I I got this. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just I have nothing to say about the, the challenges that we've seen recently, just because like there hasn't been <laughs> interesting. No. No, there, so. there hasn't. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Swathy. You know. Yeah. It sucks. We hardly knew you. Nice. You hardly knew you. Uh, I'm very <laughs> interested to see where this tribe goes from here. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably back to tribal council, like Ben said. But we'll see. I was gonna say nobody nobody needs a merge more than this tribe because I think I think this tribe is just a mess at this point. But even yeah. even even it's so this is this is back to the like what we were saying earlier. We know Tori finds this idol, which she didn't find in this. I thought for sure when he asks if anybody has an idol they want to play, I thought that's when we we're gonna see it because I thought it would. Ways but she play. couldn't. It wouldn't be activated yet though. True. Say the, yeah. Say Very the true. And Mike can just cock block it if he wants and just not say it. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, next week's probably the week where she's going to yeah. find it if she does. We thought it would be this week. Yeah, we, we thought, thought it would be this we week. We thought it would be the second day. Sure. Yeah, we, we thought, we thought, every week we've said this. Well, mm-hmm. because it, it it makes less and less that they spoiled it. Yeah. It makes less and less that they spoiled it. The, the, every subsequent week is like, okay, well, well, now we're going into episode five. Mm. And there's something that was shown that was like a blatant spoiler that, you know, we still haven't seen yet. And presumably, as I said, the merge is in two weeks. And I assume that she finds it pre-merge. That's the only thing that makes sense. So mm. it is when it has to be next week. Yeah, we'll see. So, oh, man. yeah, I mean, you know, look, if, if she finds it next week and it gets activated, uh, it, and they go to tribal council again. 
Uh, not looking too good for for you, Dylan. No, um, I, I so I I can't find a natural ghost pepper. I haven't tried Walmart yet, and somebody told me that they sell them at Walmart. Um, so I, it may be a process where I have to start growing the ghost pepper with a seed because I can only buy the seeds on Amazon, and I'm not gonna buy a grow like a dried out ghost pepper. Like we need an all natural yeah. to really get the to really you know, get the uncomfortability in it. You could so, um get like ghost pepper salsa, which is like tasty. But also sometimes like no. really really tough. It's, it's got it. I got to commit to the act if Rockwood okay. doesn't win this season. I'm trying to I'm, give you an out, but I am taking a full blown full ghost pepper bite mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the podcast, and we are going through the podcast. It's content. Mm-hmm. It's what's going to put us over the top, Brian. We have to do it. Um, yeah, well, I'm just be, I'm so. just glad I didn't believe in Zach this much. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No. I mean, look, I'll do it. I'll do it too. I'll commit if uh, I, I think Chanel is, is still. Well, like even though she looked like a moron last week, I I still think that she's probably like one of the like three to five most likely winners at this point. I think I think she, I think she I think she was able to redeem herself through two channels. Of one, she addressed it right away. Um, even though I I I I still think the way she played it last week was semi smart in the sense that if things went south, she didn't show her hand, which was which was good. Um, and then this week, clearly, everybody fucking hates Daniel. So I, I, I agree. I, I don't think that now, seeing how it played out, that she's uh, all of a sudden knocked down. Because I still really like her a lot. So I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely helps that Daniel had a complete and utter meltdown. Mm-hmm. And pretty much did everything in the worst possible way. And then they mentioned again his dislocated shoulder next week. So I wonder if he like starts complaining about it again or something like that. Yeah, that was weird to bring up seemingly this. Well, I guess in in their time, it's probably like day nine or whatever. But mm-hmm. like to us, it seems so long ago because it was like a month ago True. in real time. But, uh, um, but if I can't mm-hmm. find one by the end of the weekend, I'm going to order the seed and start growing it. And then as soon as it's grown, I'm going to eat it mm-hmm. that that very that next podcast. So. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, we can do that. We we could even do a one-off where you talk about your favorite season while while eating it, <laughs> and then we have like a we'll have like a meter like they do at like at like at like sports games of like the cloud mm-hmm. the the crowd when they start clapping and getting loud like the intensity of like when I think I need to call the ambulance I'll start like mm-hmm. like jotting it up the higher you it gets the on your face yeah getting red so um, yeah. Well, like, I mean, I, I'm down. I have to eat a Carolina Reaper for fans of my fantasy football league. So, oh. I don't think I don't think I don't think I can do it. I have health issues. I don't. Oh yeah, of course. Fucking... Yeah, it's very different. <laughs> I'm um, not gonna like a few years ago before. You know, yeah, 100. percent I love spicy stuff. I don't think it's a good idea. Oh no, you 100. No, <laughs> you definitely should not. Um, I um. My fantasy football punishment this year for me is I have to caddy an entire round for one of my friends in like a full caddy smock. That's that's a fun one. That's good. I like that. It's humiliating. It's humiliating, but it's not physical pain like Ben. And I now have to call Um, up the golf course and be like, hey, I swear to God, I'm not playing. I'm just caddying for this one guy. (laughs) I promise. Please don't make me pay. They're not going to believe you. They might do a pass. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I'll find a cheap one to go to. Um, luckily the one league I did horribly and we don't have a punishment and then, uh, I won the other league and I, I just need to get a Cooper cup Jersey. 
to commemorate it or or a um St. Brown jersey from the Lions cuz I picked him up the morning of the Super Bowl and he scored like 40 points. Yeah, I mean in in the league that me and Brian are in together, uh this is this was my uh, second consecutive season of choking in the Super Bowl. So it, it's hey, I in that league I did it two times before I won the next time. So this this year's your year coming uh-huh. up. We'll see. <laughs> uh, anyways, I guess the only thing I have left to say about the episode is, uh, so do we think that Swati has not seen uh, Survivor Marquesas, or does she not know how to count that make two basic, of basic <laughs> first grade uh, uh, numbers? Yeah. So, all right, Dylan, obviously, like, I'm going to have to spoil Marquesas a little bit here so you can decide. I mean, it came out in 2002, so, like, it's... Spent a while. Spent twenty years. Great season, Jesus really great season. season. In my opinion. Really, yeah. Boston Rob wasn't even the fourth person voted off on his tribe, like let alone the fourth person voted off of the yeah. season. Yeah. Spoiler um, alert: he, he makes the merge. Yeah, he, he made the merge. I don't think he's coming back on Survivor All Stars if he didn't at least make the merge. Yeah. So, like, you gotta put some respect on my young Boston Rob boy, like mm-hmm. his name, because this is before Boston Rob too. This is he had a Patriots hat on, like this is a whole different ball. Is, game. This, is this the season him and Amber meet? No, this is before. Before, wow. Yeah. I also I forget how many. I, I it's like when I step back and look how many seasons he's been on. It's wild. He's been on. Uh, he's been on six. the most. He's been on six seasons. Yep. Played in five. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's an institution for Survivor. It's probably over at this point just because he is older now and, you know, he has a family and stuff. But, like, I don't don't know what she was talking about there. I was, like, trying to rack my brain. I was like, is there any time where he got voted off for And the only thing I can think of is, like, you know, he, he came back the fourth time and did quite well. Maybe that's where she got the fourth in her in her head. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, this just sounds like cope to me. Uh, it's just like <laughs> it's just like you know, oh, I I I screwed up on Survivor, so I'm gonna try to reach for you know, look, I I'm not the biggest Tory fan here. Like you know, we talk a lot about the, the issues with Tory, uh, mm-hmm. and she's definitely uh, probably going to be. Uh, dark angelina as i've predicted this season <laughs> yeah um but uh you know i i think that what she said as as far as like you know uh swati living in a different reality uh i i can get behind that as far as like her just making up this statistic about survivor that's just not close to true just to make herself feel better about losing it's just weird it is um who even was the fourth person voted off that season? Hunter? Um, yes, it was Hunter. Which yeah. was uh, a blindside orchestrated by Boston Rob. So that's even more disrespectful. <laughs> so disrespectful. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it was... Um, um, it was uh, Peter Harkey, uh, Mom. Oh, no, Peter Harkey, Sarah, Mom, and then Hunter, yeah. Yeah. Now you can see Hunter shilling uh, military-grade products in between Fox News segments, if you're curious. Um, I know because I have family who watches Fox News very much, and I'm always like, 
That guy was on Survivor, and they're like, we do not care. Mm-hmm. Do not talk about Survivor, Brian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. so very much uh, disrespectful. Uh, you know, regardless of your feelings on Boss Rob, disrespectful to, uh, to lie about him doing worse on Survivor than he did to make yourself feel better and underplay, you know, one of the one of the more iconic uh, blind sides of the early mm-hmm. seasons of Survivor. Yeah, I, honestly, a shift in Survivor to that yeah. point. Yeah, definitely a, like a big meta shift in mm-hmm. terms of like how uh, people thought about Survivor strategy that trial yeah. cancel. So, yeah. So, yeah. Anything else we want to talk about before we get out of here? That's uh, that's all I got. I mean, I'm impressed with how much we were able to put out for essentially a really kind of a. Uh, a uh, very mellow episode. So props to a lot of tangents. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the tangents in here, yeah. uh, which is fun. I think at this point, it's like if you like us, like you like the tangents. If you don't like us, there are eight million other Survivor podcasts to listen to, and we will not take it personally. Yeah, yeah. I will say I, I I am feeling a lot happier about my Chanel pick now that I feel I feel like relatively confident that I'm going to end up with at least the first pick of Survivor 43 hopefully. Yeah, uh, I think I think that's safe to say. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, you guys want to shout out I guess social media when we wrap this up. Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, so follow DJ Clubberlang on uh, Twitter. That's uh, two Bs in that Clubberlang. Um, I just retweet uh, Lydia Chlamydia and now I apparently will be laughing about Morbius. So follow that. We're uh, bringing uh, Wicked Good Show back to more of a kind of just basically what we've done in this podcast of just generically just talking about everything. Uh, Will Smith should not have slapped Chris Rock. Will Smith is a only the tangents. Will Smith is a Scientologist weirdo who like seemingly has <laughs> lost my thirty years of, of fandom thinking he was an amazing person. So fuck Will Smith. Um, and uh, yeah, follow, follow all the shows that we're about to discuss and. Thank you for my thank you for the support. My wife doesn't follow it. I feel like now I'm in an Oscar speech. So I'm just gonna stop before I get slapped. Um, yes, love Survivor, love the season. I'm still all aboard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at the fake B Mars B M A R R. Hilarious that he slapped, he assaulted Chris Rock and then won an Oscar. Like that's Disgusting. just the world is so insane. Like the simula the computer the simulation is on is is breaking down. We're running out of RAM. Things are getting real weird here. Yep. Jim Carrey said it. There are a bunch of fucking spineless weirdos, and I think that that showed. As someone that, like, loved the Oscars. I literally did a fucking pool every year for the Oscars. Like, that was that was sad. No, you, yeah, you're we'll definitely, like, the biggest Oscar fan I know. So, like, yeah. Also, the one very funny thing is every time a celebrity says something about it, Twitter will just pull up the most heinous thing the celebrity has ever done. It's like, damn, maybe everyone should stop talking because no one's getting out alive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, you know, uh, Stone's last house is all that, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, I mean, look, I'm a person who doesn't follow the Oscars hardly at all. Didn't know the Oscars were even on that night until my Twitter feed uh, blew up. Uh, with the uh, the slap, uh, mm-hmm. and I was hit, and, and and pretty much every social because I'm 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 the kind of sicko who is on social media twenty four seven. Like I I sleep like three hours a night, mostly because of insomnia, but also because of uh, crippling social media addiction. Uh, so 
Uh, I saw it happen immediately, watched like four different videos of it in like seven different languages, uh, <laughs> and uh, looked at all the memes and was already burnt out of the story within like a half an hour. Uh, right. So the last three days have been tough for you. Yeah, no, I just, I don't know. I feel like everything that it's, it needs to be said about it is just... Um, Agreed. Every, yeah. every single YouTuber and every single show I've watched have done, regardless of what the topics they normally cover are, they've done something about the slap. So I can I can yeah. see why you're, you're burnt out on it. But the memes are still decent. Yeah. No, like, I, I'll just say, I, you know, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> Yeah, no, that's healthy. Like, was it ridiculous? Yeah, obviously. Are the writers of the universe on crack? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. But you know, it's what are we doing? Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like there's way more productive things we could be talking about for three days than, than this. I'll say that. That's a that's an easy way to get slapped. Then better watch it. Yeah. <laughs> It's like this, this. It's just such a stupid thing. It's taking up way too much bandwidth in people's in people's minds and, and mouths. But you're know. you're telling me it's consumed my life for the past three days. Well, that's the thing, right? That's why I, I I looked at the memes. I watched the videos. I was into it for a half an hour, right? You know, obviously it, it was it was dumb and horrible. Or we'll have to do that. But the fact that it's even still being talked about now is wild to me. Because it just it feels like it just doesn't matter. I, 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 it's kept me up that night. So I 100% understand what you're saying because I'm one of the yeah. people that were, that were affected by it. I, I woke up the next morning like, I can't believe fucking Will Smith did that. Like, Will Smith smacked me. I was like, I can't believe he did that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yeah hey, I, I agree. Good for Chris Rock's... Um ticket sales i'll just oh, say that yeah this is the best thing to happen to chris rock in years are you kidding me <laughs> like what are you talking about you gotta take it sometimes and yeah. it sucks and i i mean he should not have been slapped that's fucked up that that happened mm -hmm. but i think he can maneuver this to his advantage yeah you know, he 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 comes out of this looking <laughs> oh yeah yeah especially because he had a moment where he's like oh I can say some stuff right now, but I am not going to. Yeah. I think people respected that. Yeah. They were no. like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. I just, you know, I just think it's it's crazy the, like, things that the, the zeitgeist cares about for so long. And this has definitely been one of those things that's kind of like, yeah, it was crazy, but it's definitely overstated. I, 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 will, I will say... I will say, not to drag out the end of the pod, it is one of the craziest things I've ever seen happen on live TV. Like, you, you think... I, mean, nothing... I don't know. I saw fucking Justin Timberlake rip uh, so, Janet Jackson's clothes it, off in front of everybody in the uh, in the Super Bowl, and everyone was like, wow, this is fine. We're just, you know, casually okay with uh, borderline sexual assault on your live TV. All right. It was a wardrobe malfunction. Um, so so okay. we have... All right. <laughs> we have... So think so, and, and I'm only doing this now because Brian and I aren't going to have a pod on it to do it. Clearly, nine eleven, seeing the second tower, that's got to be the okay. Yeah, nine yeah, eleven, well, craziest thing that's challenge, ever been challenger blowing up. I, I'm thinking on like a national like Is that scale. Live? 
I think so. Yes, Challenger blowing okay. up. I believe it was because you had all the um, all the school kids for the for the woman from New Hampshire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, watching it, I think it, that was that whole thing. Yeah, my mom was a teacher at the time. She said that they did show it live, and it was very uh, not great. <laughs> and then I think you get into the tears of like in terms of like like you said the zeitgeist. I think you have you have the Janet Jackson uh, Justin Timberlake uh, Super Bowl. And then I think you have, I think this is like up there. I think I, because crazy shit has happened. I think something like this, you had Will Smith smack Chris Rock on a national scale, like, and then just shouting in the crowd in front of all these people. And then they applaud and give the man a best actor award after that is the craziest fucking thing I have ever seen live. Other than the things we just named. I didn't, I I'd never, I didn't see the second target. Right. Thank God. Thank God. I didn't I, see that. Not live. Um, right. Uh, and obviously the challenger, I was not yet born. Mm-hmm. This was, I, I couldn't believe what my eyes were seeing. Because at first I thought it was a typical, like, he's just walking up like, oh, like, oh, you type yeah. thing. And then he did, the guy just hit him. And then I thought he was selling it. And then when I saw the, when I saw the cl- the cut video from like Australia and England, I think that's when it really set in that I just saw Will Smith, who was like, maybe the one of the biggest movie stars from our entire like childhood and life do this to Chris Rock, who is like one of the most renowned comedians. That is nuts. Cause it's very clearly not fake, but like you said, he's in Boston between now and Friday doing like two shows a day, all sold out. Any resale oh, yeah. tickets are like 400, 500 bucks. So don't feel bad for Chris Rock. But in the end, we are always going to have that, that meme and all that of Chris Rock getting slapped. I think it's super fucked up. And yeah. I, 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 it's, it's just really like, fucked up, yeah. I think you see somebody who's like, Clearly going through a lot of shit with Will Smith and like that, like very toxic marriage of his. And then you have somebody like Chris Rock, who you would never, ever think would be thrown into something like this because like he's a comedian. And like, I'm not saying that any comedian should be, uh, you know, just have a free pass for whatever they say. I think that that's what culminates the, the crazy thing is I agree with you, Ben. I think that the fact that it's still talked about and like the, the overdone jokes and all that. But that's like that's the scale of it, is that we're going to see that slap for years and years and years now done in memes. And that, I think that that's just yeah. like, it's just like the weird day and age we live in of everything just being out there now that I think that just caused twice as like the, the damage for, for that. Um, and I think that's why it's a big deal. And that's why I'm like, fuck Will Smith. Cause I think that that sucks. Like that, that just sucks to have that video out there if you're getting fucking smacked by this Scientologist asshole. Like it just uh, like that sucks. And I think that I think that's why I I generally just feel bad for Chris Rock. Uh, yeah, I, I also feel bad for one. He, Will Smith would go on to win an Oscar that night, but two, like nobody did anything. <laughs> like Will Smith went out there, slapped him, and then it was just like, all right, well, I guess just deal with that, Chris. I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> if anybody's if anybody's still listening to this, great. <laughs> This is a this is a preview for uh, for a wicked good show. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, look. I I just can't. I don't know, man. I just can't bring myself. It feels shitty to say. <laughs> I just can't bring myself to care. I totally right. understand that because I I think I think less of myself for caring as much as I do. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I totally understand. I yeah. totally get that. I, I like respect that perspective because I wish I had that. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, my biggest takeaway is just like every time I think about it, I'm just like that's fucking crazy that happened. 
I don't know if I have, like, a strong... Like, yeah, definitely my opinion is it's fucked up and it should not have happened. But, like, every time they were like, damn, that's crazy. I think it's what just... a weird world. It's I think it's the scale, too, of Will Smith, seeing somebody mm. like Will Smith do that. And, I like, the other fucked up thing, too, is that he deserved the Oscars. He was very, very good in King Richard. He was unbelievable. Mm. And he was he's somebody I've been rooting for to get an Oscar for a while because I think he had that, that thing hanging over him of, like, is he just kind of, like, a shit actor and just a great movie star? Or is he like an okay actor and a great movie star? Or is he actually a good actor and a good movie star? And I thought I thought it was it was it was the uh, the, the latter is that he's a, he's a good actor and a, and a good movie star. And that's the fucked up thing is he he won that, and then it was just like it was ruined. Uh, it's just like like I said, Ben. I wish I didn't care as much because I I think that that's the more the normal response to all this. Now I'm just like I can never watch a Will Smith movie again without thinking about this. And this is all fucking this is completely ruining me. Or a Chris I, Rock movie. Chris Rock, I'll happily watch. If, <laughs> no, if yeah, of course. Insane. It, it's just like I, I would double down and watch it, but like the Will Smith thing, I'm just like, this guy is clearly such an asshole, and like he he did that knowing he can get away with it, and like mm-hmm. the Hollywood, like the, the Hollywood collective, applauded him for it after. It's just like it's just so like the, the idea of it is just so fucked up. And like so dystopian that you're just like you have like these elite people that will do this and get away with it. It's just super like it's just it's I hate it. It's gone from like because now you have like people you have like now we're just getting super off target like political. You have people on the right who like hated Hollywood because of they thought that they got too political and they were too liberal and all that. And like mm-hmm. I always thought that that was such a cop out. But then now you have this side where I'm like, I don't know. These people are genuinely assholes who think they're better than everybody else and can do mm-hmm. things like this and just get away with it and have like fucking Denzel Washington, like, like hugging you, hugging it out with you after like, I, it, I think that's the crazier part of it is the whole scope of it is it, the whole scope of it is, is the crazier parts being more than just the slap, you know, the slap itself is wild. Mm-hmm. Like just the fact that we saw that is wild, but just yeah. the whole scope of it, like these people just suck. And I think it's just it, it took such like so much air out of my balloon that that it's just uh, I think that's part of why. And this is the first time I've really had time to vent to it to people other than my my four year old and my and my wife. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the other part why I'm kind of getting it yeah. all out. But I think that just I think that's a bigger scope is that it, like Hollywood just really does fucking suck, mm. and that's that's pretty depressing because it's like you go to these people to escape and then you realize oh these people are actually trash. So mm. that's part of why it's such a big deal to me. Hey, I mean, there's a reason why the Oscar ratings have been going down. Year as as the regular real world gets consistently worse and worse, I think the escapism of the glitz and glamour of the Oscars is losing its appeal to people. Mm-hmm. And this this is just another. I mean, for you, like you're saying, this is another step in that direction to be like, okay, I'm completely disillusioned with what they're selling here. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of seeing, like, a second coming of, like, the, the fallout of the Gilded Age situation, right? That's kind of, mm-hmm. we're going to get super political, historical, right? Or, like, you know, uh, <laughs> it's just like, you know, <laughs> at, a, at a certain point, it's just kind of, like, you know, like you said, uh, uh, like, less the slap is a slap in the face to everybody else, but just, like, the um, the, like, promenade of it all is very much a slap in the face uh, to, you know, the world, when, to, when the world is kind of in a chaotic fucking mess, so. mm-hmm. and, and most people are not having a good time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess with that, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ben, what's your Twitter? <laughs> I don't think you've plugged that yet. Yeah, I mean, look, I I haven't been actively tweeting. I've been on Twitter, like, mm. kind of just lurking. Uh, uh, I think I retweeted uh, Jabuki tweet or something. About to slap. Uh, oh, that was deleted the second after he tweeted it. It might it might have been one of the ones he deleted. It's hard. I, I I assume he deleted it because it's Jabuki. Um, but yeah, I. Um, uh, yeah, other than just like lurking on Twitter, uh, you can follow me there uh, at Ben Sharon. Uh, I'm trying my absolute best. I'm su- I'm like three or four episodes behind on BB Can 10. Like the second I'm actually caught up on BB Can 10 and following it live, like I'm following it live, but I'm not like following it, following it. So yeah, um, yeah, maybe I'll actually start tweeting out about that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it seems like, from what I've seen so far, a very good season. So if you're a Big Brother fan, or if you're a Survivor fan who's like sort of into Big Brother, uh, I would definitely recommend going back and trying to catch up on Big Brother Canada 10. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, you can follow the main channel on Twitter at WG Everything. You can follow the main channel on other platforms at Wicked Get Everything on that's TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and then obviously YouTube. Uh, this is on the YouTube channel Better Radio, which is the podcasting network. Uh, otherwise, this has been the Blindsiders, and we will be back next week to talk about episode five of Survivor 42. Until then, see you later.